as Toby mentioned here, like we have been in the book of Ephesians and it's just great. I've loved reading and studying Ephesians together for this month. Like Pastor John, you know, yes, he did. He talked about the background and history uh, of Ephesians in that first one, the city of Ephesus. That's why they're called Ephesians because they're from the city of Ephesus. And it was a magnificent city, wealthy, you know, religious, had the occult in there. It was pretty wild. Uh, And Ephesians is a letter that was written or an epistle written by the Apostle Paul from prison. Well, it's hard to write out of prison. I don't know how he did it in prison. And I don't think prisons now are like they were back then. Not at all. No luxury whatsoever. So, uh, but it was written to a group of churches, not just Ephesus, but to a group of churches. So I encourage you, if you missed any of those messages, like listen to them because they're excellent. There's only six chapters in uh, the book of Ephesians. So in 2019, I went on a tour to Turkey, and uh, on my tour was the city of Ephesus. Has anyone been to Ephesus? Oh, here we go. We got Ephesus. Did you go to the? Go to the? I'll show you the pictures before I say it. Otherwise, I'm like, like. So I'm going to show you some pictures of what Ephesus looks like now. So let's. Like that, see, there's the, the walkway down. So it's all ruins. You know, this was once a great, magnificent city, wealthy, and now it's ruins. The next one. So there, there you can see there's the library in the background. The next one, that is the library. And just to show you how wild it is, like at, in the library, there was this walkway, like a little tunnel way that went through to the brothel. So, boy, I'd be a bit suspicious if someone said, oh, yeah, I'm just going to get a book. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> no, yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, but that's the library there. Next picture. <laughs> and this here is the theatre. You can see that some restorations been going on down the bottom, but it was massive, magnificent theatre. And one more is the, the archway there. Okay, we can take those down. Thank you. So Ephesus is a place. It's a real place with real people. It had Ephesians in them. And now like, like it's still there and there are ruins there. And it was nuts because when I went there, I just thought, wow, you know, I'm walking where, like, where the Ephesians walked and Paul. And i oh, like, like, come on, I'm, I'm walking. And then oh, after Turkey, I went to Israel. I'm like, oh, now I'm walking like where Jesus walked. <laughs> Hello. I hope I can pick up some of his steps. But anyway, it, it's, a, it's a great thing to uh, know that, when we read the Bible, it's not just a, a story. It's a real thing yeah. in real places yeah. with real people. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes we can get in this thing, we read the Bible and we think, oh, you know, that's the Bible. No, 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 no. It's real. Yeah. The, the, this stuff happened. It's like an account of what happened. So I love the book of Ephesians. It's a book of power. It's about our identity in Christ, spiritual authority and spiritual warfare, which is what we're going to talk about today. So we, we talked about sitting with Christ. We're seated with Christ in heavenly places, walking in Christ like sanctification grace, like we walk. Uh, like because We talked about a couple of graces. Justification grace is a one-time event that happens when you invite Jesus into your heart. One time, you're made right with God. You're made right with him in that instance. Your sins are forgiven. You're reconciled to, to God in one moment. You become, your status becomes holy, blameless. And I've got to tell you, when I first came to Christ, I would have found, I didn't even know that, but I would have found that so hard to believe. 
Believe me. Like holy, blameless, chosen, righteous. Don't think so. But we are. It's just like uh, when Vito and Carlene, they got married on that 25 years ago. They got married and they got that marriage certificate saying that they're married. Next week, they don't have to go and get married again. Their status is married. When you give your heart to Jesus, your status is holy, blameless, chosen, righteous. You have the righteousness in Christ in you because of justification and grace. So that's a one-time thing. And then there's sanctification grace. And, and, that, and that's when we start to walk out. We try to walk. Uh, it's an ongoing transformation. The Holy Spirit comes on the inside of us to help, to help us to become more like Jesus. That's it in a nutshell, really. It helps us to grow in holiness, to renew our minds, to resist temptation and develop good character. So that's what it is. And then last week, Pastor John, he talked about being planted in community. I love this community. You guys are amazing. Like, and that we should fight for unity. The reason we should fight for unity is because like the enemy's plan is division. That's his plan. He doesn't want people to be and stay married, especially not for 25 years. Like, you know, he, does, he doesn't like that. He doesn't like you to have families that follow Jesus. Anything. He tries to, that's what the enemy does. So we're going to be talking about spiritual warfare. So, yeah, let me just give you a little, like, you know, the fight, like spiritual warfare is the fight to believe that God's truth is higher than the enemy's lies. It's overcoming deception. And when I say like the enemy's lies, some, sometimes, you know, we, we say that, but you don't really actually know that it's a lie. Someone might have said to you, uh, you know, when you were a kid even, that you'll never amount to anything. Or they might have told you that, you know, oh, you're hopeless or you're dumb or whatever, whatever it is. But it's a, <laughs> but it's a lie. But it's a lie. It's a lie. But what can happen if we actually keep that lie there, it becomes a stronghold. So you might have heard of the word stronghold before. It becomes a stronghold. And, and the Bible talks about, you know, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. So they're not worldly. But they're mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds, the pulling down of the things that have been placed in our minds and our hearts that are lies of the enemy. But they're spiritual. They're spiritual Weapons. So that's what we're going to talk about. And hopefully by the end of this, you'll understand that you have actually everything that you need on the inside of you. Kellen, you've got everything that you need on the inside of you to fight the enemy, to become more whole in Jesus. So uh, the, like we're going to talk about the armour of God. So I don't know if you know this, but in Isaiah, it talks about God's armour. And one scripture there, I mean, there's a few of them, but this one, it says, he put on righteousness as a breastplate and the helmet of salvation on his head. So God was a warrior and it was his armour. So there are lots of scriptures, in, like there's three actually, different scriptures in Isaiah that talk about the armour of God, which is in Ephesians. So God was a warrior. It depicted him. And now it's like, we've got the armour. Isn't that cool? God's armour. So uh, Paul when he wrote Ephesians 6, he, he, he was using a Roman soldier's armour to teach the spiritual truths about equipping ourselves for spiritual battles and standing firm against evil, standing firm against lies, standing firm against deception. So knowing how to fight, but most of all, knowing how to win. Yeah. 
I mean, no one wants to have a fight and lose. Like, I don't know. I don't anyway. <laughs> like, no, I, I really don't. I, don't. I don't like that idea of losing. We want to fight to win. So today, we're going to find out how do we win? How do we win spiritually? And, and as I said, you know, it's hard sometimes to recognise the battles that we face every day. It's not actually against people. It's, it's, a, it's spiritual forces. You know, Sometimes we think, oh, it's that person. Oh, you know, Ash did that. She sang that song and I wanted to hear this song. You know, I, I don't know. Like, but, but we think it's, a, you know, but there's different things. Or, oh, you know, that person said that I'm dumb. So we think it's that person. The enemy, you know how God uses people to fulfill his call? The enemy does the same thing. The devil uses people to fulfill his call. You know what I mean? Like that, like that lies of the enemy. So that's what I mean. It's, it's, it's the same, same thing because he is a counterfeit of God. He is. That, that the devil is a counterfeit. So uh, while it is true, sometimes people do intentionally hurt you, the spiritual enemy is the one that God wants us to defeat. Because if we beat him in the spirit, because there, there are things seen and things unseen, but the things are unseen are actually more real the things seen are temporal. It says that in the Word of God. So it's about doing that. I remember when I first started coming along to church, and I, I don't know why, but every Sunday, like, a, like the kids would play up, the car would play up, the washing machine would play up, I'd have a headache. Only on a Sunday, every Sunday, when I first started going to church. That, this is a, a practical example of what the enemy does. Do you know, we don't think about that though. We just think it's the washing machine playing up or we think it's the kids playing up or we think, oh, we have a fight. You know, I've been having a fight on the way to church and wanting to turn around. But is it, oh, people are laughing. I think they can, uh, I won't let you put your hand up, but I'm just saying, you, 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 you're understanding what I'm saying. If, if you first come to church and st things started happening around you, especially on a Sunday, or it doesn't have to be bad even, all of a sudden, you've got this UBU job, best job in the world, where you work on a Sunday. That also happens. I mean, I used to I've run many, facilitated many alphas in the Sunshine Coast, and people would come. They'd be so excited. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they get this such a UBU job in the mines or a UBU job that will take them out of church, whatever. A job that on a Sunday. They're working on Sunday all of a sudden. But this is what I mean. We have to be aware the enemy uses practical things. Like not just, it's not just like he's going to go, boo, I'm the enemy. <laughs> you know, I'm going to do that. He doesn't do that. He's very subtle. And it comes in thoughts. It comes in things that, that happen around you. So the enemy prevents people from wanting to know God, to trust him and to experience the love of God. So we're going to read now in Ephesians 6, 10 to 11. Uh, uh, actually, we'll just do 10 and 11. It says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. Put on the full armour of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. So the devil's schemes. You know, the enemy is scheming against us. I'm not trying to frighten you. It's just the truth. It's in the Bible. The enemy is, you know, he doesn't want you to have peace of mind. And I don't know about you, but if someone does me wrong, I can get over that. But if someone's been planning and scheming to do me wrong, oh, that's next level. Like, really? I'm not getting over that. 
not not in the same way. Do you understand though? When you know that someone's been planning and scheming and like, you know, or scheming against your kids or scheming against my sons, you know, what's going to keep them out of church? What's going to keep them out of work? What's going to make them feel downcast? What's going to make them feel bad about themselves? What's going to, what? It's the schemes of the enemy. So this is like, doesn't it make you want to rise? I'm thinking like, no, no way. I'm going to be aware of the schemes of the enemy. So next time something happens, you think, oh, I'm not saying everything's the enemy, but I've got to tell you, behind it, a lot of the time, it's like, you know, like puppets. They're there, but actually there's something underneath controlling them. So just be aware. So then it goes to, he is a schemer. So then it goes, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of, of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil and heavenly realms. So it's not flesh and blood. It's not this. It's not Darren. De- Deb's laughing. All right. No, no, no. It is Darren? No, 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 no. no. But, but it's, not, it's not people. But we look at people, but we've got to look what's underneath it, what's behind it, what's caused that, what's, what's around it. Don't... Fight against flesh and blood. Fight against spiritual things that, that, that don't belong. So, therefore, put on the full armour of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you've done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled, belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. And then it's got, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. So I just want to show you this quick picture because we're going to break down this armour. We'll have the the Roman dude up here. Do you see here? That just gives you an idea of his armour. So we're going to just, you can take that down there. That gives you an idea because it was Roman armour and he was fitted like that. So the first thing is the belt of truth. The belt of truth. The belt holds everything together. Truth holds your faith together. Truth. So it's the belt of truth. A belt secures all the other pieces of the armour. So before a soldier, uh, you know, would put anything else on, they'd put their belt on first to hold the rest of the armour. So we should be people who are committed to the truth of God. We should be believing what God says. Believe God, speak the truth. Be people of integrity. Believe truth, speak truth. Believe truth, speak truth. And like, you know, we talked a little bit about it, but the enemy's major calling card is deception. It's like a blinding agent that comes. And I think of some of the stupid things that I did in years past. And you think, I look now and I think, why would I have done that? What happens? The person who is deceived doesn't even know it. It's like a blinding agent. So this is why we pray for a spirit of wisdom and revelation that we might know him better, that open the eyes of our understanding to see who God is. So that's why. So that's, and, and the best way to do that is with the Word of God. Let it be our compass for life. So the second thing, the breastplate of righteousness. 
A breastplate covers your vital organs, your heart especially. And in Proverbs 4.23, it says, guard your heart above all else for it determines the course of your life. So you wanna guard your heart. You wanna guard your heart from lies. You wanna guard your heart from, from, you know, from just going down the wrong track. Guard your heart. That's what the breastplate of righteousness is. It's God's righteousness. He makes us righteous. So just guard your heart. When the enemy says that you're a failure, when he says that you're stupid, no, no, no. You guard your heart because out of your heart, your mouth speaks. So whatever you're believing in here is coming out of your mouth. So really, if you're starting to say stuff that is not great, that's when it's the like a little alarm to, man, I need to read the Word of God. I need to see... Who does God say I am? I need to find out, like, who really am I? I need to go over my previous prophecies that I've had. I need to go through the Word of God. I need to look at what God said to me uh, in my journaling a year ago. Whatever it is that's going to get you back on track again because we want to guard your heart. The third thing, the shoes of peace. And with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. The gospel is the good news. That's what it means. Truth is what Jesus has done. And the door is always open. You know, we walk with that knowledge that God is with us. We've got like a confident stride. We've got like a swag thing happening. I'm sure these girls got swag, haven't they? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we have. We, we, we can be confident because of who we are and who we know. I used to do Taekwondo for years, like, like a lot. And if you've done any kind of hand-to-hand combat, you know that your feet and how they're positioned is one of the most important things. You can't punch properly if your feet are all like this, like, you know, you can't, and you definitely can't kick if your feet, shall we have some demos? No, just joking. (laughs) Uh, But but that's just that we, your feet are very important in any hand-to-hand combat. If you you had a sword like they did, gosh, you could end up falling on your sword, like, like accidentally. But (laughs) yeah, I know everyone's thinking, oh yeah, people fall on their sword. No. No, accidentally, and and like losing your life. So with this, the enemy uses worry and anxiety and fear to keep us off balance. Really does, because when we're on balance, we can think properly. We're like, God is good. The world is good. Like the worship's amazing. Everything's happening. And then something creeps in. A circumstance, it might be bills that need to be paid. All of a sudden, it creeps in. And that's when we need to go to God. Don't be anxious. Don't worry about anything. But by prayer and petition, let your request be made known. And with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God will guard your heart and your mind when you do that. So it's about keeping peace. Peace is a weapon. It really is. When you've got peace, you sleep well, everything is good. Life is good. Peace is good. So the fourth thing, the shield of faith. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith. Faith. So that shield, they used to use it to, like when they would, uh, the enemy would shoot arrows and flaming arrows and set, they used to hold up, or they'd wet their shield, hold it up, and it would just keep, well, number one, stop it, but it would also put out the fire and fall off instead of, because if, if they didn't wet it, it would just light whatever wherever it fell on fire so they could still catch on fire. So there's a thing about holding up. You need to hold up the shield of faith. Be active in God's belief in the promises that he's given to you and his character despite your circumstances. Faith that believes that God is a God of the impossible. 
I just like these two over here, you two. I I just God just reminded me. I had I just really feel that um it's funny because I I, I got a word for both of you, and so I, I said, like, are they married? Because I don't like saying anything, you know, if people aren't married. Like, well, together, pray, like, but then I hear that you're engaged. Is that right? Congratulations. <laughs> but I really feel like just the God's love on both of you. I, I just saw, uh, you know, I know there might be, like, love hearts going on on the inside, but there's just the peace and love of God being poured in you. And, and I just feel the more... Uh, that you're around people that love God, the more he's going to speak to you. I just, I just feel that, um, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know you guys, but I just really feel that God wants you to be around more. That's what I'm getting. He wants you to be around more. He wants you to be a part of the family. You probably already are, but I don't know why, but, but he wants you to be a part of the family because he's actually going to show you something before you get married. And, and I just really feel that uh, it's such a good start. He wants you to start well, and he's going to keep you going well. He wants you to start well and also get wisdom. I just see wisdom coming from people around you because it's a family. It's a family. Not necessarily family. It could be your family, but I feel like it's your church family as well that are going to help you to get some things I, I, what I see, I see like, uh, it's like organisation. It's like things getting sorted out. And you've had this like picture like, oh, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, we're going to do that. And I just see God rubbing it out and his plan coming to pass. So it doesn't mean like chuck everything out, baby out with the bathwater, but it does mean that some new things are going to happen for you guys. I actually see you starting to see things like, like see God things, see spiritual things. So Lord, I just thank you, Father, for what you're doing in this couple's life. I thank you, Father, that you're with them and that you're for them. I thank you, Lord, that you envelope them in your love. I thank you, Lord, for the purposes of God uh, that they have together. Oh, Lord, I just thank you that as they walk together, I just see, um, wow, I just see lots of great things happening. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. I don't really want to tell you what the great things are right now. It might blow you out the water. But anyway, <laughs> you'll find out as you go along. <laughs> Back to, where were we? Back to the shields. <laughs> Back to the shields. So, so Roman soldiers, they did not fight alone. Oh, this must be why he told me that now. They do not fight alone. They move together. Roman soldiers, they could kneel down on the ground and they, they'd form this thing. If all the arrows were coming, they'd form a war. It was called... to. Tudo, I think is how you say it, but it means it's turtle. So I've got a, a picture of the turtle like that so that nothing could get in. Nothing, no arrows could get in, no harm could get in. So they were shielded all around. So you can put that down now. Like we need to fight together for each other. We do. Like, you know, let's be the turtle. Let's do be the turtle people here. Like, forget the Ninja Turtles. Like, we're the turtles. <laughs> but it's a shell of protection. It's united. It's the linking of shields together. Don't fight alone. I, I don't know. Like, does anyone like watch the Discovery Channel? Oh, whoa. Where have you people been? Don't you like things getting eaten? Like, and like, eaten alive. But anyway, on the Discovery Channel, I don't know if you've seen those, like, beautiful little gazelles. You know, they're all, like, running together. They're all running along. Woo, woo, woo. And then the cheetah comes. 
And the cheetah watches. And the cheetah watches. And the cheetah watches. And even though they're fast and they could probably get anyone, they wait for the one that gets isolated. They look for the young because they're easy to get. They look for the one that comes off from the pack because they're easy to get. Do not isolate yourself. Stay with the pack. Stay united. Stay together. Stay with people who love you, who care about you, who will pray with you. Do not get isolated. And when we say young, it's not young in age, it's young in Christianity. Aims for people who are young in Christianity. That's when like, so my word for you is to do alpha. Do alpha if you haven't already and stay in a group, get in a group. It's about being together. Be a part of a group. Be a part of, of a, a, a unit of people that will pray with you, that will care for you, that are looking for you on Sunday, that will make sure that you don't isolate yourself, that will ring you like, hey, where were you on Sunday? No, they're not going to do that. <laughs> but they're like, hey, we missed you. We missed you. Like, hey, let's catch up for a, a coffee or whatever. This is, this is what it's all about. So it's not about like trying to have a go. You know they care about you. If somebody's ringing you, they care about you. They, want, they care about what's happening in your life. They care for you. So don't be that little isolated gazelle. All right. Then the helmet of salvation guards our mind and protects our thoughts and belief. Our thoughts and belief, because we've got to remember that we've got the status of Christ. We've got a status. The helmet of salvation reinforces that truth. We're redeemed. We're loved by God. Like he gives us our strength to overcome the enemy's attempts. And then the sword of the spirit. This is the word of God. I always think of the musketeers when I think of the sword. Boom, boom, boom. Have you seen the three musketeers? But, but it is. The word of God is a, like, is a sword. And it's a sword. A sword can be used for defense and offense. Woo, I like that. I, I, should have, I wish I had a sword, but no, I might hurt somebody or myself. So, uh, but it is like the word of God defends us against the enemy's attacks, but he actively dismantles his strategies. When, so it's a defence, but we can attack it by dismantling the things that have come against us. And we do that by memorising the Word of God, meditating on the Word of God, speaking the Word of God, that equips us. We did I Am declarations a couple of months ago in church, and it's about getting those I Am, they're like, I am loved and chosen. I am, because well, like, rejection used to be one of my things. If I feel a little bit rejected because like, you know, didn't smile at me and neither did Nikki actually. <laughs> but like, see, I don't, I don't. This is just an illustration. Uh, if I felt a little bit rejected though, immediately I think I'm loved and chosen. I'm loved and chosen of God. I'm redeemed. I'm more than a conqueror. I'm loved and chosen. I just say I'm loved and chosen. I'm loved and chosen because I know who loves me. That's where our identity is. It's not in what other people think of us or other people do. Our identity is in us. So we can control that. We can, we've got the power to say, I'm loved and chosen. We are. So now we've done all of the, those tools, prayer. It says, urges us to pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. Prayer has to engage you in battle itself. It's the purpose that we're armed. We're not putting on this armour for nothing. It's actually, you know, we put on the armour to prepare for battle. Prayer is the battle itself. 
So we pray with God's word to fight. It's through prayer that we can ask for revelation. It's through prayer that we can ask God to open our eyes. It's through prayer that we can ask God to heal someone. It's through prayer that we can actually break any power of the enemy. Even right now, Cullen, I just seem like God is continually working on you. Like tonight, I reckon like he's going to show you something when you go to sleep tonight. I, just a good thing. But I, you'd see that because it breaks the power of the enemy yeah. and then it lets the love of God come in. Breaks the power, lets the love of God come in. So that's, that's a, a great thing. So prayer, speaking about prayer, we pray in groups. We prayed earlier in the service. We prayed before the service. A lot of prayer goes on in our church and it's because prayer precedes revival. And we've been praying for revival, haven't we? So we've got revival prayer this Tuesday night. I'm actually going to be there. I'm like pumped and looking forward to it. Like at 7pm. So we want to pray. So really out of all this, I hope that you have realised that not everything you see is as it is. Look behind, look underneath and know that you can you know, you can put on your armour, your full armour. I mean, you wouldn't go out to Eastlands uh, in the nude, would you? <laughs> oh, whoa, okay. <laughs> well, maybe some of you would, but anyway, that would, gee, that didn't work. But anyway, <laughs> well, what I'm trying to say is don't, like, don't leave home without putting your full armour on. Put your full armour on and go out, go out. Yeah, okay, we're going to like move right along. <laughs> but I'd love to pray. I'd just love to pray for you. If you could close your eyes. Thank you, Lord. I thank you, Father. Oh, that in this moment that you've brought revelation, that you've taught us about the strategies, the schemes of the enemy. And Lord, you've taught us that what we can do, that we can put on the full armour of God, that we could put on the belt of truth, that we would know that you are the truth. You are the way. You are the life. We thank you, Lord, that we can come and like we've got our breastplate of righteousness on, your righteousness that you've given us. We thank you, Lord, for that. Oh, Lord, we thank you, Father. We can put on the helmet of salvation that will guard our minds and our thoughts, Lord. And I thank you, Father, that you were shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Oh, that we would be quick to share the gospel, that we would have peace in everything that we do. Thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father, for your word, your sword, the sword of the Spirit, which cuts through anything, which is greater, which is stronger. I thank you, Lord, that we are greater. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Shamama. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. And I just pray right now, Lord, that you'd pour out your Spirit. Pour out your Spirit on each person that you'd give us the revelation, that you'd give us wisdom about your armour. And Lord, that we could be mighty in prayer, that we can make our requests known to you. In Jesus' name.